Episode number 76 of the Average Man Podcast. Happy Heady Cup Day. Hmm, there's no Heady Cup on today. Uh, how super lame is that? Uh, well, welcome to episode number 76. As I said, this episode is called The Light You Burned, brought in by the powerful Hilltop Hoods just there. Um, look, man, it is Heady Cup Monday. 
And hey, look at it. Look at the bright side. You didn't spend all your money and betting and drinking yesterday, and you don't have a super bad hangover uh, that you're worried about taking into tomorrow at work as well. You know, so that's a bonus for you. But it does suck that you know we've missed out on Heady Cup this year. Uh, amongst a bunch of other things. It's August now. Obviously, we're not going to be having the Northwest Fest this year either, but Draft is coming uh, this month. I think he's playing at the pier, though, so I won't be there. Not really keen on watching music at the pier, but hey, that's just me. Maybe you'll be down there. It's good that there's some live music coming, filtering through the town again. Um, look, man, crazy times. Uh, you know, I, I realised that today was... Quite funny because one of the blokes uh, who was working today, I worked today, and another guy that was working, I went and checked up on him um, to see how he was going, and he kind of mentioned, oh, I didn't realise today was a public holiday because he, he hasn't been in town that long. I said, yeah, I, I thought you might not have realised that on Friday when you when you said you were working, so I didn't mention it to you. So we swap out, uh, I think, either Labor Day or the Queen's birthday for, for um, the Heady Cup each year. Um, but that's not on, so it's just a bloody non-event. Um, and so, you know, yeah, and it's funny because you listen to when we have these random public holidays that nobody else has. Quite, quite often it happens when they don't have them on the same day around around the around the country. Like we'll, we'll have WA Day and obviously Victoria and New South Wales and Queensland don't. Um, but yeah, this one, they don't even have it in Perth, which is kind of weird. Uh, yeah, and I was listening to the radio today and hearing the, uh, you, know, you know it's not a public holiday when they've got all the normal presenters and whatnot on. And I just think... Oh, I listen to Triple J, obviously, by the way. That's why I'm... I, I mean, they wouldn't be a public holiday on normal radio stations anyway because they're, you know, most of them based down in Perth except our Spirit FM and, you know, uh, 101 FM and all that up from up here. But I do listen to Triple J and they have those different public holidays to us occasionally around the around the, the country but um, or around the, the calendar year. But it's just like... Sometimes I, I kind of think that maybe... Actually, not sometimes... Pretty much most of the time now, I'm, and I don't think I know that I'm just getting too old for, for Triple J, man. I'm the wrong demographic. They play a lot of shitty um, music that I'm not into, and it's quite funny because you always try and justify that they're, you know, that they've lost it and they've changed and they're no good anymore. And you know, Tri Triple J used to be better ten years ago, and yada yada yada. But that's the exact same spiel I heard from the older dudes when I was like in my twenties, and they were getting over Triple J. They'd tell me how the presenters were shit and the music was crap now, and it changed. It wasn't like what it used to be. And I'm sitting there thinking, really? I think it's friggin' awesome because I'm of that bloody, I'm of the right. Demographic. I'm in the right age group, and now here I am, 36 years old. Oh, bloody Triple J have changed. They're playing crap music now. It's not like it used to be. The presenters aren't as good as they were. So maybe they're getting, maybe they're turning shit, and um, maybe I'm just getting old. I don't want to be that old dog that that bloody can't can't admit it. And um, you know, you want to fight it in a lot of ways, like stay healthy, stay young looking, stay young at heart, but you don't want to just be full denial and pretend that everything that you used to love is turning to shit just because you don't enjoy it anymore. But, you know, uh, the problem is I don't have a lot of options. I'm not going to listen to commercial radio stations. I can't I can't do that. Um, you know, they've got, uh, I'd probably, you know, I could listen to Double J if I had a digital radio, but you can't get digital radio stations up here in Headland, so I don't have that option when I'm at work. And, um, I definitely can't listen to commercial radio stations, man. And it's not so much the music, although I'm not really into the music. I don't really listen to classic rock every single day or pop, you know, tunes flat out. Um, you know, the latest, you know, uh, whatever's hot at the moment, some boy band, girl band, pop crap, whatever. I don't want to listen to that either. But it's not so much the music that, that bugs me. It's the, the adverts, for one. 
And then it's that bloody commercial radio station voice that they do, man. You know the one? You know the one that, like, what's with that voice? It's like, hey, welcome to the Triple M Top 40. You're with Kate Whippet and Doughboy. It's like, what the, why do you have to talk like that? And then the other guy comes on, hey, did you listen to the, did you watch The Bachelor last night? I'm thinking, no, I didn't watch The Bachelor last night, and I don't want to hear you talk about it on the radio either, especially because I know it's probably paid pro- uh, product placement, you know, kind of bullshit. It's, it's just gross, man. And it's kind of the same voice, that weird radio voice. Hey, how you going? Welcome to the Top 40, classic rock hits. It's like the same voice you'd hear at a strip club, you know. Hey, our next lady onto the stage is Candy. Come on down, give a round of applause for Candy. It's like a, it's a weird, a weird voice that they put on, and like we're not supposed to know that it's a voice that they're putting on. I, I, I don't, I don't bloody get that. Hey, speaking of Candy, that's actually my ex-girlfriend's name, believe it or not. Yeah, I dated a girl named Candy. No bullshit, full-blown stripper name. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. It was uh, an interesting time in my life. I was a young fella. Um, yeah, but um, it was one of those things as well, man. Sometimes, um, you know, relationships can take a while, a while to uh, taper off and and fully dissolve. I've got a few friends going through some of that um, crap at the moment, which is sort of what made me choose Light You Burned by Hilltop Hoods uh, for the intro song. It's a breakup song and... Uh, I specifically remember driving around with my mate Nugget. This is going back years ago now when that album came out, which was like 2007 or somewhere around that vintage. Um, and driving around with him, I picked him up and he was going through this breakup with his missus, threw him in the car, well, you know, he jumped in the car. And uh, we were just going for a bit of a burn somewhere and I cranked on the Hilltop Hoods and I put that song on. I knew that, that it had the right lyrics, didn't say anything, and just chucked that song on and cranked it up. We were driving around and I was talking for a bit and listening to that track and then it sort of it finished as we pulled up somewhere and he's just like, dude, that song. I'm like, yeah, you like that one, didn't you? He's like, oh man, that's the perfect lyrics for me right now. And just lifted his mood, you know, lifted his spirit up that little bit. And it's... Um, it's funny how music can do that, man. It's like, you know, there's a bunch of different things that music can do for you. Put a smile on your dog and get you pumped up and get you amped to go do something. It can um, help calm you down when you when you when you need that sort of vibe in your life, and it can definitely help soothe a, a sore, broken heart, um, which is just one of the one of the magical things that it can can do for you you know and there's always those great breakup songs or even breakup bands that people like to listen to obviously that one by the hoods is a good a good track if you like your hip-hop and aussie hip-hop style um but i think for me when i was younger pretty when I, especially when i went through the breakup with old candy come on down uh was was the red hot chili peppers love the red hot chili peppers i had a whole album that i just listened to on bloody repeat man and they've just got that really good vibe, you know. Not even that the music's about breakups, but just the, the you know the lyrics aren't about breakups, but just the music had that same that, that kind of feel that that yeah felt felt right and it soothes the soul and helped take you away and heal those pains and heal those scars, man. And it's just cool, like fucking how good is music? Just an arrangement of different sounds in a certain certain keys 
um, you know, put together just so that it just it, it can bring people together and it can make you feel something different. It, it is like it is like magic, you know what I mean? Especially if you're at a live event and someone's playing music and all these people are feeling the same. They're all in the same zone. They're moving together. It's like it's got they've got it's got a hundred percent of their their attention in that in that moment in that place. You know, it's like bloody it's like a spell. It's like being hypnotized like if you can imagine you'd never heard music before and, and then all of a sudden you were in, in a place where there was live music and, and a really brilliant artist playing and then you saw them capture the the entire crowd the whole audience and then you felt yourself feel, felt yourself get sucked into that as well and you're standing there mesmerized moving along if you know the words you sing along with it everyone's in the same you know it's like you're all using this the same brain for that period of time it's like hive mind kind of shit it's cool it's cool man like it's definitely got some sort of magic quality uh to it man and that yeah you gotta love bloody music don't you gotta love music man what would life be without it, it would be wouldn't great wouldn't be great would it we didn't have music what a bummer everything would be gray maybe we'd have better art in uh like maybe some more about other art forms would become more potent to fill that void you know like super amazing graphical art and movies and shit like that but I don't know man I don't know I can't imagine a world without bloody music uh yeah it's a bit of a tangent that we went on just then um but yeah look um what I was going to talk about I sort of went off track uh, straight out the gate then But yeah It was just You know The whole state of affairs Right now I guess we touched on it At the beginning A little bit um, the, the the public holiday For no reason um, At the minute And State borders Are, are largely still closed um, You know Definitely International travel Is kind of off the table At the moment And it just seems like This whole thing Is going on For so So long now And it's crazy What the new Normal is You know And Um I don't know, man. Like, how long is it going to go on for? Obviously, WA is pretty good. There's, every now and then, there's a, a case that rocks up, you know, on the on the official COVID counter. But it's always like they knew about it. You know, the person was quarantined, and there's no community outbreak or, or whatever. I think Northern Territory are clear. I think that um, the ACT is. Oh, I'm not sure about the ACT, but South Australia is clear. Queensland have got a few hot spots, but they're doing pretty good with it. I think New South Wales, definitely there's some hot spots there, and they've had a bit of a spike, but it seems to have tapered off again. And then there's just Victoria, man, that are just full-blown in the throes of the COVID. Um, it just doesn't seem to be uh, easing off up there at all, so over there at all. And it's just crazy, man. Like, you know, they're going back into full-blown lockdown. I think a couple of days ago they recorded their highest number of um, cases in the 24-hour period since the whole thing kicked off, which is just nuts, man. Um, I don't know. And, and it just feels, yeah, one, like it's really dragging out. Um, it, two, like there's really not going to be an end to it until we see a widespread vaccine. But as well, it feels a little bit like when you're in WA and we've got borders with, with Northern Territory and, you know... That, that in South Australia, it, it just feels like we're being, we're being punished because other states haven't done as well with the, the handling of the COVID uh, as the, as we have. Like we've we've got down to zero cases. I know that Queensland, Northern Territory have opened their borders up between us and 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 I think South Australia and Queensland, but we won't open borders up to 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 them. 
which is just, I don't know, it feels like it's putting an, an unnecessary clamp down on, on um, people's freedoms and liberties to move around the country when there's no cases in certain states on territory. So, and they're not giving a date when they think they're going to do that. So why would we be doing that? Like, I mean, I don't know. It, I'm sure they're probably convinced that they're being frugal about the whole thing and just trying not to open ourselves up to unnecessary risk but at the same time like there's people's businesses and livelihoods and way of life and all sorts of things that that, that are really massively heavily stressed because of this whole uh, situation obviously and it just feels like if there's if there's chance for people to move between borders that in, in states that don't have any cases like why, why could we not do that so for instance if you were to come from Darwin to WA, no cases in Northern Terri- Territory, no cases in WA. There's a big no from the WA government at the moment without that two-week quarantine period, right? But why would we have to do that if there's no cases? Um, couldn't you do something a little more proactive and maybe fair um, and do something along the lines of mandatory testing, you know? So fly into WA, have a mandatory test at the airport, uh, at your own expense and then quarantine for one or two days or whatever it is until the results get back because I know there's super quick results now I think there's actually on the spot testing I'm not sure what the price of those are but could you not just test and then quarantine until the results come back and then let people come into the into the state sort of freely when they're cleared like I just don't understand why we're not letting people in the state when we know that there's no cases from there is it coming from it just seems a little bit like we're holding the whole thing up unnecessarily um, yeah, I don't know. So it's a weird one. A little bit like we're being punished, you know. Like we did a bloody good job. Certain states and territories, we, we've done a good job. We got our cases down to zero. We listened to all the advice and what we had to do, and we all got together and bloody knocked it on the head. And, and then now we're still, you know, kind of being punished. We can't move freely between the states when there's when there's no virus, which is just kind of frustrating, but it's also not surprising of the WA government to to be like that. So. I don't know, man. How long is it going to go on for? How long is it going to go on for? Um, Yeah, it's it's probably until we get a vaccine. And then how long does it take for the vaccine to roll out? You know, like, once they come up with a a successful vaccine, um, then they've got to mass produce it. And the countries, I think, you know, countries have already earmarked certain patents of vaccines. So you'd you'd want to hope that your government's got the... the the, put their money on the right patent because, you know, I'm, I'm guessing if there's different universities and different um, medical research centres around the, the globe who are developing these, you can't just buy it. You, you, you'd have to buy it from the right person, whoever whoever actually come, develops the successful vaccine. Um, is not, isn't that how that would work? Like, it's not like everyone's working on it together, surely. People, when the vaccine's made, they're going to make money off it. So... Yeah, how long does it take to get that money in and get those vaccines made, pumped out, rolled out, and then start getting the the population, you know, the entire population of the world essentially um, vaccinated, you know? And then are they still going to open it up after that? It's just the way things are going and the way with the lifting of restrictions, how slow it's been in in parts and places, it kind of really feels like... Like, does government even want to lift a lot of these restrictions off us or are they finding it a lot easier to, to, to run things the way they want to um, when the general population can't move around so freely? Is it, is it in their best interest to just open up borders and, and international travel for us and let us start moving around again once we know people are vaccinated or is there going to be more stipulations put on top of it 
um, just for the for the heck of it. Yeah, who knows? Who bloody knows? But it get does get yeah yeah. Oh, like you just you just get over it, don't you? And um, look, man, I'm just we've got this barley holiday still sort of booked in, obviously in the bank now, like. We booked it, had to cancel it, delayed all our flights, delayed them again, and I think we've ended up putting everything off for, for a 12-month period at the moment, which would mean we'd need to go to Bali by March 2021. And, like, is that a realistic thing anymore? Is that realistic thing that that's going to happen? And if it doesn't, are they, are they just going to keep holding my money or am I just going to lose all that money? And even down to, like, how am I going to get there? Virgin Airline have gone into liquidation. Like, we're not sure what's happening with that. Have they found buyers yet? If they have, what services are they continuing? What services are they discontinuing? Are they going to fly to Bali from Port Hedland once a week anymore like they used to? Is that a lucrative enough flight path for them? Or is that one going to get shit-canned with a bunch of others? Like, there's all all these questions and things are up in the air. And I do try not to think about those things too much because it, was, it just bloody stress you out and it really seems like no one has, has the answers. There's nowhere you can go to get reliable information. There's no one you can ask to get any, any kind of really good scope on what's going to happen because nobody seems to know. It's all just bloody up in the air, mate. So, I don't know. That's what I'm sitting back, looking, watching, waiting, trying to figure out when we can get information about that because I really want a decent holiday, man. I just I want to get out of town and fly over to Bali with the kids and have a great time and go spend our money there like how rough is it for the Balinese when their entire economy is based on tourism and there's no one's travelling no one's allowed to go there anymore like we, they don't have the same government support systems that we have over here people will be legit starving over there businesses will be going under like like, like there's no one's bit like, like no one's business pardon the pun like there's no tomorrow like uh, it's going to be a different place when we get back there surely like all the places we've come to know and love over in Bali, like they can't just survive being shut down for a year. Uh, what's it going to be like? What's the landscape going to be when we get back over there? We're going to get over to Bali and it's very subdued and very quiet and that takes another 10, 15, 20 years to rebuild to what it was again and are they going to get wiped out by the next pandemic that comes along? Like there's just so many bloody questions and things are up in the air. I'm not the kind of dude that stresses about that sort of stuff. I find if you can't change things or can't affect change, you know, directly, um, you're, you're better off concentrating on the things you can change and not losing too much sleep over it but it is it is it is concerning you know and it's like I said especially for the Balinese I'm worried about can I go over there and spend my money there and relax and have a good holiday and have the kids looked after and swim in the pool and go out for dinners and have a good break and you know go surfing down at the beach in front of the hotel and all that kind of shit that we love to do and it is a big part of our lifestyle living in WA and in Port Hedland in particular but also like like seriously what about the people who live over there like we made a lot of friends there over the years and I've got a, a friend Mango who's a, a tour uh, guide he runs his own tour um, company over there and like what's happening with him well, I know that he's struggling. So what's happening? And he has done well for himself in life. He's bought property and he's got a couple of business interests on the side. So, like, what about people who aren't that well set up? It's just really, really stressful for them over there. And, again, I'm not sure what kind of barley we're going to go back to when we when we eventually, eventually do. And I'm sure that there's places like that all around the country, all around the world. Like, that's just my experience with, with what I know in, in, my, in, in, in the scope of, of my, you know, experience. So it's a sad, stressful time, man, when you do think about it, even though for largely it has kind of just become the norm, you know, COVID restrictions. It's just like the norm now at the moment. But it does blow, man. It sucks ass, really. But on a positive note, uh, Headlands weather is bloody mint. 
really good. I'm sitting up in the car at the lookout again today doing my podcast. A little bit hot with the, the engine off and no air coming through, but, um, you know, still cool enough that I can sit here and do it. It's nice and warm outside during the days. The weather, like the wind has dropped off a lot, so the ocean's been beautiful, neap tides, good fishing weather, good diving weather. I assume haven't got any diving in this year. Uh, but... You know, again, I've said it before, but a great place to be be for a bloody pandemic. You know, we can still go out fishing, we can go down the beach, we can go camping, we can get outside and, um, you know, and enjoy the weather and enjoy what our own town and our own region has to offer instead of having to shoot off all the time. But it'd be nice to have an end in sight and know when we are going to be able to, to do those things again. But still, you know, I can get outside and I can have fire pits and, and, and barbecue catch-ups, balcony catch-ups with friends and all that kind of stuff here, which is pretty awesome, man, to be, to be fair. You got to be appreciative of what you got, you know. And we've been spending a lot of time as family going down to the beach in the evenings, sitting there watching the sun go down and having a bit of a play, and you know, looking for some shells and drawing pictures in the sand, having a beer and all that, all that kind of shit. So you got to be appreciative of that kind of stuff, man. And um, yeah, speaking of, of fire pits and appreciating the weather, my, my family's on the road on the way up to Headland, the grandparents, um, and a friend of, of theirs, Justin, coming to visit us, staying at my brother's house this time around. But there'll be plenty of catch-ups and fire pits and drinks down the beach and, and dinners um, while they're in town, which is pretty cool. Looking forward to, to seeing them. Um, cruising up here in the caravan. I think they're going to spend a bit of time in, in Broome as well and then, and then back down here for another couple of weeks. So that'd be really good, man. Like, they didn't get to do their big Canada-US trip this year and, you know, this is going to be um, bittersweet for them coming up here and seeing us but getting some, some good weather and getting out of Perth for a bit and, the old boy retired this year, so it'll be quite interesting to see what his demeanour is like, knowing that he's not just on holidays that are going to end soon, but he's actually a full-blown retired dude now. So I'm actually quite interested to see how, um, yeah, how that's affected him, um, positively, I'm sure. And no doubt you'll be in my bloody garden, scratching around, getting involved in all my veggie patch and, and doing all that kind of crap. So interested to see how the old boy's handling retirement. And um, it'll be a big happy birthday to my mum when she gets here as well. We'll take her out for a dinner, go down to the yacht club. And yeah, just great timing, my daughter's birthday coming up, so they'll be in town for that. And yeah, my mum's birthday, as I said as well, we'll get to see her for that and celebrate with her. And looking forward to catching up with the man. And, and yeah, they've um, sparked a little bit of a broom holiday idea for me and the missus as well, which kind of will be our barley trip for the year this year. Instead of doing the barley, we'll go to broom, we'll get babysitter a couple of nights while we're there so we can go out and have dinner. And you know, you get to have a swim in the pool and, and, and have that relaxed sort of, um, yeah, kick back um, lifestyle for a week or so and, uh, yeah, just get to have a break from, from making food and doing dishes and cleaning houses and going to school and work and all that kind of kind of crap. A bit of a, yeah, a bit of a broom holiday, which will be the big holiday for the year, like I said, instead of the barley. And the next one will be the Perth slash Denmark trip over Christmas. Just been looking at dates for that this year as well. And that, at least that hasn't changed for us. We've still got our eyes pinned solidly on... Um, on Denmark for, for Christmas. So down, we'll take a time driving down this time instead of trying to smash it in one big 17, 18, 19 hour uh, hit like I always do. I'm gonna stop overnight, take our time getting down to Perth. Uh, spend two or three days in Perth, see the family, go out to the movies, go out to, to dinner, have a feed there, do that kind of stuff. And then jump straight back on the road and head off down to Denmark for, for Christmas. And I think we'll spend a good eight, nine, nine days down there. Um, make it worth the while, worth setting up the camper trailer and, and really just settle in and relax it on Denmark time. So, and then another couple of days in Perth on the way home. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a good one, man. And, and you know, as much as we've missed our freedoms and other 
opportunities we, we had this year to do stuff, it's been a good one for the for saving. The old bank balance is definitely not um, suffering during the COVID times, which is a, a silver lining to pull out of it for us. And now we can make up for it with some um, some good holidays and, and a good head start into the next stage of our life moving forward as well. I do want to ask a quick quick question off yours before, uh, before I shoot. Another short podcast at the moment. I'm just still getting back in the swing of doing them regularly and I haven't had a guest on for a little while, so I don't want to drone on too long when it's just myself on here. But since my dog Casper died earlier this year, I was planning on getting another dog eventually when I felt like I was ready for it. Um, I'm not sure that I am ready for another dog yet. I, I don't feel the urge to go get one. Um, you know, I still really miss my old boy. But I know the kids are dying to get a dog, and I know my other dog, Lily, is a little bit lonely and, and would really probably enjoy having the, the company around. But I think a better idea is if my brother gets a puppy, which he's been talking about a little bit lately, so there's a puppy on the scene, and then if we just get a joey, start doing kangaroo rehabilitation like we used to. I reckon that's a pretty good idea, hey? We get a, a cute little animal that the kids can help look after it, and you know it brings a bit of joy and changes the dynamic a little bit in the house and then my brother gets a puppy i don't have to betray the memory of casper and commit to another dog just yet especially considering i'd want to get a, a purebred labrador or at least a purebred sheepdog of some sort and it's hard to get purebred um, animals without traveling around the, this covid infested country at the moment and then my dog would get you know um my dog would get a bit of love from having a puppy around. The kids get to see the puppy. My brother would get a dog, and I wouldn't have to commit to the puppy stage and that, that all that rigmarole uh, right now. And especially because you know I'm really, really keen on this idea of, of traveling around the country in the next two or three years. And you know I just feel like getting another dog right now is kind of making that harder to accomplish. The dog I've got now. She's been around for a long, for a while now. She's eight or nine years old, eight or nine years old. She's a, quite a chilled dog now. Um, she just hangs out with me. She doesn't try to go anywhere. She's quite easy to take places, you know. Um, and then we'd be able to drop her off to get, you know, sat by people when we're going into national parks and, and, and places where dogs were, were definitely not allowed. And, and she's quite easy to, to look after. So. You know, two dogs is a whole other dynamic. How are you going to carry them both? You know, especially if you've got a younger dog that wants to, to make noise and make trouble and run around. And you know, the whole idea of travelling around Australia with two dogs just becomes quite a bit logistically um, more difficult. So, I don't know, I'm kind of hanging off the, the dog, the puppy idea at the moment. Um, I'd like to hear your feedback. If you could shoot me through your ideas and, and, and what you guys reckon we should do on the Average the, the Man podcast page or Messenger. So... Um, just to get a bit of a bit of community activity on that one. Look, I think I'm going to bloody shoot. I've done half an hour. I'm trying to do these little um, quick strike missions at the moment until I can get another guest on, which I'm not sure when that's going to be. I've got my folks in town this weekend, so that might be another little solo podcast, just a little quick one. But I hope I'm keeping guys like... Um, I just want to keep people engaged is what I'm saying, I guess. I want to keep people engaged. I want to keep, you know, the consistency up, keep my skills at podcasting up. Um, I haven't been, yeah, I really, I probably need a little bit uh, better um, focus on my content. Uh, I've been quite busy lately, so I really haven't had a lot of time to organise what I'm going to talk about on the podcast and things like that. It's kind of just been emptying out my brain um, at the last minute. Uh, but I just want to keep that consistency going and, and make sure I'm, yeah, giving guys something to listen to and people who are following and subscribing and all that you know just want to keep make sure I keep myself honest and keep 
you guys in the loop and, and do the right thing because there's people listening, people following, and, and you know it's my job to keep making content. And as I said, it keeps me honest, keeps me busy, keeps me disciplined, and, and I don't drop all my podcasting skills by just sitting around. So yeah, little little half an hour, forty minutes sort of um, hit strikes at the moment until I get some guests lined up again, and then we can go a little bit deeper down the, the rabbit hole. So hopefully that I can get that teed up pretty soon. We'll see what happens moving forward. But that was it. That was it. Nice and easy. Episode number 76 of the Average Man podcast, Light You Burned. Uh, That's it. Average Man over and out. Peace.